Take your Bibles, if you will, please. Go to the Gospel of Luke. I know that may be hard for you to find because we've been in the Gospel of John for so long. But if you'll find the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, I want to share with you kind of Luke's version of Matthew's Great Commission. Luke chapter 24, and if you'll begin reading with me at verse 44. Then he, meaning Jesus, he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and the remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Amen. You pray with me. Oh, Holy Spirit, how we rejoice to see your power unfolding before our very eyes. Thank you for the clear call that we have received to be the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, to be on mission with him, seeking those who are, are not believers, are not engaged in the life of Christ sharing your love with them and seeing them come into your family. Lord, what a, what a calling. What a vision. Lord, you, you tell us where you want us to go and then you work with us as we work together to find just the right way to be there. So we come before you today asking you to guide us only you can as we, we find our way in this massive vision that you've given us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to take you back just a little bit to where we were just a, a very few weeks ago. The very first point we made is it takes a worthy why to drive a great what. And the why we came to understand from the next slide right here, that a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission will grow a great church. What's the great commandment? Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you would love one another. Even as I have loved you, that you love one to another. And all men will know that you are my disciples if you have this love for one another. A commitment to that great com uh, commandment, and then to the great commission, where he tells us to go into all the world. We're proclaiming the Lord Jesus Christ. We're baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to observe all these things that he has commanded us. And as we do that, lo, he said, I will be with you always. We believe that a great commitment, mm. given that priority, mm. all that we've got, given a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission will grow a great and mighty church. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. So, what we've done, next slide, is this. We asked the question, what is our business? Remember? And we determined our business is to bring the lost and unchurched to Christ. That's what floats our boat. That's what it's all about. Uh, this commitment is something that your, your ministers and support staff have been very much about for months now. 
And so many of you that have already caught that vision. And I think that's why we're seeing some of the wonderful uh, responses we already have. And let me just share with you, mm. that wasn't all of them. Mm. We have three more that couldn't be here today mm. that we're scheduling and more in the wings waiting. So Holy Spirit is moving powerfully, powerfully. So we ask the question, next slide, you know, how's business? Well, I'd say it's picking up. What do you think? <laughs> I think it's picking up. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Spirit rewards the effort of God's people as they gather together under the one banner of seeking and saving that which is lost. As we join what he is doing in our community, as we're sharing our faith and sharing our hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, next slide. This is where we decided that the point of our spear, the, the main thing, the big why, is that great commitment to the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. And to see the lost and unengaged to be involved. Unquestionably, this is His will. You don't have to pray long to find out what God's will is for the church to end up right here, right, right where we are. How we're going to get there, we're feeling this out as we're going. Derek and I are going to be sharing things with you this morning that we know this is where the Lord is leading us, exactly how we're going to get there. We're, we're still working things out as we go. And we need you. We need you to help us find the right way through all of the, the things that we're going to be suggesting today. Next slide. What we did is this. We, we whoops, there you go. Remember what we agreed on. To, we need to create a culture in our church where reaching the lost and unchurched is our priority. That is job one. That's the main reason we're here. We're not here for ourselves to worship. We're not here for ourselves to feel good. We're not even here for ourselves to be under the conviction of Holy Spirit. We agreed that we gathered here that job one, the point of our spear, is reaching those of all ages that haven't come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, loving them with the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the great commandment. Loving them into the kingdom. So we decided this is what God is calling us to do. This is job one. Next slide. And so the head of this spear, the head of this spear is specifically focusing on families with children still at home. That's from newborn up through college. And some of us have children still at home that have even finished college. I'm not going to go there. That's another sermon. But, <laughs> but, but as long as we have families still at home. And the reason is this is where God is so blessing our community. We, we have tons of retirees that continue to be moving in here. God bless them. I, 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 love, I love these folks, and we're going to reach them. We focus on reaching them. But in order to support the lifestyle of our retirees, there's an entire infrastructure here, and these are families with children still at home. We've got to focus on them as well. It's natural for us who are in that retirement age to draw those and be drawn to those that are of our age. It takes work to find families with children, to love them into the kingdom, and to love them to know who Christ is. So that becomes the head of the spear. Next slide, please. I was asked, Eric Van Pelt asked me this. He said, Brother Fred, what binds the head to the shaft? What binds the, the head of our spear to the shaft? Shaft is all of, our, all of the things we're going to do to get there. And he, he caught me off guard like he usually does when he asks me these big questions. But he caught me off guard, and I had to think and pray about that. 
And this is what I believe. We need to move from theory to action. That's in your notes. We need to move from theory to action. I think we could all say a great big hallelujah and amen that God's called us to win the lost and unchurched in our community. We would all get on board with that. But then as soon as we start taking steps to do that, then all of a sudden it gets a little, gets a little uncomfortable. Right? So here's what holds the head onto the shaft. We're committed to move from theory that this is a good idea to action to see it happen. This is where we are right now. We know it's what God expects of us. But it's so easy to just do what comes natural and what comes easy. God calls us to get out of our comfort zone to make sacrifices to see that people come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And where you see the binding of that theory is when you put it into action. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, can I be transparent just a little bit? It would be so easy for me to spend the last two to five years of my active ministry just coasting. And I tell you what, that sure does sound appealing sometimes. But God won't let me do that. And he used the surgery that had to be performed on me to slap me around a little bit and wake me up. That first things are first. From way back in my childhood, I suffered from something called performance-based acceptance syndrome. That means I get my sense of worth and value out of the acceptance of people, pleasing them and, and, and giving them what they need. I want you to hear something very carefully. I love you desperately. And I want you to be happy. And I want to please you. But nowhere in the Word of God do I find pleasing the saints as the call of God. It's reaching the lost as the call of God. And so I'm going to step out. I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and saying this is going to be job one. And for it to be job one, other things have to be job two. Next slide, please. Here's what I want you to know. The shaft of our spear are all the tactical outreach initiatives to reach the lost and unchurched. So we're going to just start rolling some of these out today. Like I told you, there's so many things on our work table that we're working on. But we're going to roll out just about five of those before you today that we think if we can buy into these, we're going to be moving forward with great momentum to see more and more what happened, what we had today. Next slide, please. Everything we do must be evaluated how it relates to the spear thrust. Is this moving us in the direction of seeking the lost and unchurched and winning them to faith in Christ? Is this moving us to find families with children still at home and engaging them in the life of our church? Everything comes to this evaluation. Next slide, please. Now, there's a few things I want to remind you we talked about. One of the things we talked about is there are no sacred cows. That means there's nothing that we're not willing to sacrifice in order to see that happen. We've got to develop a whatever-it-takes mentality to obey the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. It takes a great belief in the why to accomplish the what. Next one, please. We also did this. Please read this carefully with me. To be willing to give permission to yourself and to others. To be creative. To take risks and to try things to see if they will help us to accomplish our goals. Listen, these are some things we're going to try. And we have a pretty good idea they'll work. But you know what? If they don't work, they go off the table and we try something else. Because the why is what's important, not the what. 
The why is reaching people for the Jesus Christ. That's what's important. But what is all of the various initiatives we're going to share with you to try to get that done? But you've got to give me permission. I've got to give you permission to try new things, to take risks, to be creative. If it works, we use it. If it doesn't, we try something else. Are we together here on this? You remember that? Okay, next slide, please. So here's where I want to turn over to Derek for a minute. These are, some, are five initiatives that we want to start off right away. The what's that go with the why that will help us to accomplish what God's put on our heart to do. Praise God for a pastor who has a very clear vision for reaching people for Christ. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise God. God gives Brother Fred uh, our, our vision, the vision for First Baptist Church, the representation of the, his church in this in our community. He gives that to Brother Fred. So he is our vision caster. All of us together then are vision carriers. Does that make sense? Vision caster, we're vision carriers. I think he's made our vision very clear. Amen? So to, we're going to begin this spear thrust with an awareness initiative. With an awareness initiative. Unfortunately, many of us who are followers of Christ and a part of First Baptist Church, if, we, if you're put on the spot and asked, who do you know in your community? Who do you know in your neighborhood or with whom you work? Who do you know that does not know Christ? Unfortunately, we, many of us would be hard-pressed and take a moment to come up with some names. We've lost our awareness. We've lost the joy of our salvation. So we will begin with an awareness initiative. We're going to, beginning next Sunday, uh, this is what it's going to look like. We will have a time with specific teaching straight from God's Word about the biblical, the biblical implication, the biblical importance, our directive, our mandate to be aware of the lost around us. Then a, then a significant portion of the service will be dedicated to praying for. And uh, the Holy Spirit will reveal to us and give us a heart for the lost. We have to start seeing our community the way Jesus sees our community. We have to be looking with those eyes. We have to be seeing through the lenses that Jesus gives us. And we have to see the lost. We have to be aware of them. We can't have blinders anymore. We can't. We have to be aware of them. We have to be asking Holy Spirit to make us acutely aware, to, to send up our antenna so we can notice them. Too often they're invisible to us. We're so busy with what we're doing and our interests and where we're going and making sure we've got our lives on the right track. We don't see them. So we must begin with an awareness initiative. And uh, we've talked with Sunday school classes. I've talked with uh, many of the teachers this past Wednesday night about hoodoo cards. Hoodoo cards. This isn't some crazy card game. These are hoodoo cards. Who do you know that doesn't know Christ? Start praying for that. The Holy Spirit will draw those people to us. And then we would become aware, just be aware of those who are lost. Then our next, next on the shaft would be a prayer initiative. Again, there would be, a, there would be the, the 
preach in the preaching, and the, the first portion will be straight from Scripture on the importance of praying for those who are lost. We will then, we, we, and then the second half of that uh, sermon, there will be, again, a practical part where we will then uh, enumerate people on, on a card, a, a, a card with a, that can be torn in half where you keep a copy and, we turn, and you turn in a copy and we're going to covenant together as a church to pray for those that Holy Spirit has identified in us individually and then collectively as First Baptist Church. Do you see how this, do you see how this progression is? We pray for an awareness, and then we pray for, and then we come together and pray over these that, that we have identified. Okay, and and so we have the have this awareness initiative. Then we have this prayer initiative, and then we put shoes on our feet, and we get moving with the next part part of the spear. This action. Initiative. It's this call to action. It begins. Part A is this. Part A is this. Just as many of us, many of us don't have an idea, or it would take a moment for us to come up with names of those that we know who are lost. If we did have those names of those who are lost, we wouldn't know how to share the gospel. We wouldn't know how to do it. Some of us here today couldn't, couldn't tell us, couldn't, if, if you put a pistol to their head, which we're not, if you put a gun to the head and said, what, is, what, are, what, is the, what are the elements of the gospel, we would struggle. Struggle even, even being able to explain to someone that already knows Christ the gospel. Again, we will, we will spend the first part of this sermon the first part of the sermon is explaining the biblical mandate of sharing your, our faith. Sharing our faith straight from the, from the Word. Sharing our faith from our stories. You know, people often can come to you and say, well, don't quote, don't quote a bunch of Scripture to me from that book. It's just the book. But if you tell them your story, if you tell them your story, who can argue with you about your story? It's your story. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And we're going to spend the second half of that sermon on practical ways to share the gospel. Straight from script, using the scripture, using apps, using tracts, things like that. You, uh, being able to sit down and draw out a presentation on a napkin at a, at a restaurant with your friends that you've been praying for, that you've asked God to make you aware of, and then you've been praying for and now you have practical ways to then share the gospel with them. And then there's a second part to this, to this action initiative. Part B, we will plan. You will be made very aware of this. We will plan services specifically built around share the, uh, the gospel. Like revival type services, if you will, if that helps you kind of bring into mind what this is, looks like, where the gospel is presented, where, where it's clearly presented and it gives the people, the people that you have asked God to make you aware of and then have been praying for opportunities to share the gospel. You've then been trained in ways to share the gospel. We will give them opportunities after you have gone into your world and been salt and light you, we will give them opportunities to then come here and then 
publicly respond to the gospel. Amen? Amen. This is where we're moving. This is what we're going to do. This is our commitment. This is our heart. This is because this is the vision that God has placed in our pastor, Brother Fred. And we're going to carry this. Now, let me tell you this. We get serious about this. We get serious about this. Ten baptisms a week won't be something unusual. We were taught, Brother Fred and I were trying to hold back the tears, tears standing on those steps. You can't see right behind that curtain before baptism. We were just talking about it. We were talking, boy, our water bill is about to get high around here. And I said, you know what? You think, Brother Fred, you think God would send those folks to be, to be baptized and, yet, and not provide the money for the water bill? Hallelujah. We had revived. We both got saved again right on those steps. <laughs> Let me tell you what. It's about to get busy. It's about to get busy. When this happens, when this happens, People are going to come to know Christ because of your witnessing to them, because of your heart for them, because of you sharing their, your story with them, because of you doing life with them and loving them into the kingdom. They're going to come to Christ and they're going to come here and want to be plugged in and, and do what's next, which is to be discipled. You know, the first step in discipleship is the cross. They're going to want to be discipled. That's going to happen. Let me tell you, and so I just want to let you in on a little something. We have one available Sunday school room right now. Praise God. Praise God. We, we started a college and career Sunday school class this morning at First Baptist Church. <laughs> Woo! We had five beautiful college students. And know what? It was a great conversation. Praise God. We have one available room now. So... We're, going, we're out of space. You know, we are, we are comfortably full in here on Sunday mornings and worship, and we are a little more than comfortably full in the hall on Sunday mornings for worship. Okay? We are growing, and it, we are going to quickly get out of space. So this is something that we are suggesting. We're suggesting a new sort of schedule for First Baptist Church, and I want to show you some slides about that and kind of explain this to you. I know. Now look, let me just remind you. This is not the head of the spear. This is just something to carry the vision. We will try it. We're going to try it. If it works, praise God. If not, we've given one another position, uh, uh, permission to th try things. To see if they work. And if they don't, then we'll keep searching. We, let me tell you, we are, going, we are already out of space. <laughs> and real estate around here is, is about to get like around Lake Tahoe. <laughs> it is going to get really, really valuable. So let me suggest to you, uh, let me show you some slide of, a, of the schedule that we're suggesting, Okay. This is a new schedule for worship and Bible study. Worship, we are going to roll out and, and, uh, and try, okay? It's going, to, it's going to look like this. The, the time block on Sunday mornings is going to be from 9 to noon. 
and, and ish. I like living in the ish. It's nine-ish to noon-ish. I love the ish. Ish is good. All right, so this is what it'll look like in the, uh, at the 9 o'clock to 10.15 hour. You, in here, we will have the traditional worship service. That is the worship service. It's going to look exactly like what it looks like in here now at 11 o'clock. But it will be at 9 o'clock, and then there will be a Bible study, Sunday school, if you will, going on at the same time, all about the campus, Okay. All right, then again at 10.45, there will be worship in here. It is the worship service that will, looks like uh, the one over in the worship hall, it, in worship in the hall, in the fellowship hall. It won't look exactly like that because it won't be in that room. It'll be in this room. Only thing different. Okay? All right, and that creates much space for that service to grow. Also, when we, and there will be another Bible study going on at the same time. Notice that the Bible study time has been expanded from one hour to one hour and 15 minutes. So you got 15 extra minutes to, dr to drink coffee. <laughs> or actually, it's built in. The coffee drinking's built in. And you can have a high, solid hour of teaching-ish. All right? All right? So, uh, and when, that ha when we do that, we double our Sunday school space. And hey, you know what? We haven't spent one penny. Not one dime. Now, I want to show you this. This is extremely important. It's not just fluff. Look at this middle section. We'll go to that slide, the next slide. See this middle section says a fellowship transition. Okay? We will need some time for a, for a select few to transition. To go from the um, the tr traditional service to that contemporary service. There'll be a select few that moves, moves things and plugs things in. Okay? For the rest of us, we will be at a, at a strategic and intentional time of fellowship on this campus. One thing that I'm learning through my study of discipleship is the importance of fellowship and that we have done not the best job of that as churches. We have to provide opportunity for people who go to different Bible studies and go to different, um, different Bible studies and go to different styles of worship to come together to do life together on Sundays here. So this is an intentional 30-minute time which will be located in two parts of the campus for people on either side of the campus to fellowship with one another. This is not an, a time for you to skip. No, it's not time for you to skip. This is a time for you to go see your church family. It's intentional. One will be in the Buchanan room. If you don't know what the Buchanan room is, it's the room that's directly underneath the chapel, right down this hall. It'd be for those who are in Bible study on this end of the campus. And for those of you who are, have Bible study classes on second floor of building A, thank you for your patience. Um, we had a compressor in one of our air conditioner units go home to be with the Lord. <laughs> um, 
All right, and you are scattered abroad about today, so I thank you for your patience. All right, then there another uh, fellowship time is going to be in the fellowship hall for folks on that end of the campus in that area who are going to Bible study. The, all those classes uh, and all uh, can fellowship together. Then you can go to your class where you have an hour and 15 minutes. You can have specific fellowship if you choose for just your class and then go into a time of teaching. It's important that this middle section not be skipped. It is, a, it, is a, it is this third block of what we do on Sundays, and it is vitally important to the life of the church. All right? So that is, that is the schedule that we're suggesting on Sundays. Brother Fred, hope, hope I didn't break anything you can't fix. <laughs> He says that every Monday morning. I want you to know that. <laughs> okay, we're going to give this a try. There's a lot of elements to this. I want you to just uh, hear me through just for, for a couple of moments. Uh, next slide, please. I want to go back to this. This is where we have to give one another permission, be creative, try new things. It may not cost us dollars and cents for this, but it's going to cost us in terms of sacrifice. Some have to sacrifice the time, or others have to sacrifice the location. Uh, Sunday school classes, we've already been talking with our Sunday school teachers. They're going to have to figure out how to do this with two Sunday schools going on. But what a wonderful problem to have. Amen? I mean, it's a good problem to have to have and find our way through. But be patient and help us in this creativity. Next slide, please. The other thing is, I said earlier about those no sacred cows. You might have thought, well, I didn't have a sacred cow. But if you're having a cow right now, you've got a sacred cow. <laughs> now you know what one is, okay? Bear with us. This is part of the, the sacrifice. Now, tell you who, let me tell you who leads the sacrifice in this. It's your ministers because it doubles everything that we have to do. But it, it's worth it for us to reach more people for the cause of Christ. Next slide, please. When are we going to do this? Well, some things we've already started, obviously, and other things we're starting right now. Uh, as you are already praying for people, as you're already having your heart heavy and burdened for folks, you're already reaching out to them in all kinds of ways. Some of this is starting right now. Other things will start as we're prepared for them. My, my, my goal, I don't know for sure, but my, my target is mid-September to do the schedule change, but other things we're going to start right away. But here's the key. We've got to be prepared before we can implant these. Next slide. In order to do the two Sunday schools, listen to me, we're going to need 20 new volunteers right away to help us with Sunday school. Most of those in the children's department. Uh, Debbie's meeting with her teachers this afternoon to find out which ones are going to go for the early Sunday school, which ones are going for later Sunday school. But whichever ones they vacate, we're going to have to have positions for. And, and about four of our adult classes, uh, that, that they're all together as one class, but they have different worship preferences. Some of those are going to choose to meet early. Some are going to choose to meet later. And so that's going to create some new teaching units. So we're going to need at least 20 new volunteers just for teaching. We're going to need additional greeters to pull this off and let it go real good. And, and other people helping with media. It's going to just be, we're just going to need more volunteers. Here's what it's going to cost us. Not in dollars and cents, but in involvement and in, in, in media. This, this is what's going to be so important. Next slide, please. We're, we're going to need 10 new volunteers just to work these structured fellowship times. This is going to be great, folks. Man, this, this floats my boat. I wasn't even aware of, of how important this was until it started growing in, in, in my, my heart, Derek's heart, the rest of our, of our fellowship. But let me tell you what I'm going to need more than anything else. Are you listening? 
starting today, I need at least 100 prayer warriors to be bathing this thing in prayer. Many of you have been doing this already. But I need at least 100 people who are going to step up and say, Brother Fred, I don't understand how we're going to do all this, but I sense God is behind us doing something to reach more people. And you can count on me for bringing one of your prayer warriors. Now, you know what I'm going to ask for those prayer warriors to get on board? Today, right now, in the next moment or two. I'm going to ask if you're willing to undergird our efforts with prayer. If you will be a prayer warrior praying for volunteers, praying for the right spirit and attitude, and praying that God will give us more people that we can witness and share the gospel with, if you will covenant to be my prayer warrior, will you stand up right now? If you'll covenant to be one of my prayer warriors, I need at least 100. I think I just got them. Okay? I commission you before God as the prayer warriors for this emphasis, for you to be on board with me. We're going to be putting things out specifically for you to be praying with us about and how we can see this happen. All right? Thank you for your volunteerism. Sit right back down if you will, please. I'll depend on you. We can't do this without prayer. We can't do this without what God is doing. Next slide, please. Remember, it takes a worthy why to drive a great what. And the worthy why is reaching the lost and unchurched for the cause of Jesus Christ. There is no why anymore worthy. And something that Jesus was willing to pay his life's blood for, that calls for us to pay our sacrifices, whatever it might be. Now, let me tell you, we've had the joy of sharing the gospel with other people that haven't made public professions of faith yet. And today might be the day for you. Maybe you've heard for the first time uh, just here this past week what the gospel is. Or maybe you come here today and you're overwhelmed by all this. I don't know what all is going on. I just came here to visit church with my family one time. Let me tell you what this is about. The fact of the matter is God loves every person on planet earth. He's never created a human being that he didn't have desperate love for. But all mankind, me being one of them, each and every one of us have chosen to rebel against God's love and his, his sweet goodness. I, from the earliest age up to the oldest age, we do this by very nature because we want what we want. And that's what sin is. Sin is saying, I want what I want, and I don't care what anybody else says. And the Bible tells us that our sin in our lives have separated us from God, a huge chasm separating us from God. No amount of good deeds, no amount of money given, no amount of whatever can bridge that chasm. But God so loved the world that his very son, Jesus Christ, came to live a perfect life and to die a sacrificial death to take my sins and yours upon himself when he died on the cross. And when he rose again, it was so that you and I could have his life. We call that being saved. And what that means is you and I come to this point in time that we say, God, I confess that I'm a sinner and I am lost without you. But with everything within me right now, I know I need a Savior. I confess my sins to you. I ask you to come into my heart to be the boss, the king, the controller of my life. I want to give my life over to you. And when you do that, when that's the attitude of your heart, the Bible says that a note of rejoicing begins in heaven. And it grows until every angel in heaven is singing and every, all of the elders are rejoicing. And it's time for the rejoicing to happen on planet earth here as well.
So if you've made that decision today or you want to in the next few moments, Goody's going to be right over here. Derek's going to be right here. I'm going to be praying. If you'd like to ask Christ to be your Lord and Savior, we want to give you that opportunity today. If you would like to join our fellowship and be a part of what God is doing here, I want to give you that opportunity. Come take them by the hand and just share with them. You want to be a part of this great church. Maybe you want to come and just pray for what God has been leading us through and pray for unity in the body and pray that we can find a way to make this work. I want you to have that freedom to do that as well. Will you pray with me right now? Father, this is your time. We've just led as you have given us utterance. And I pray, Lord, that, that, that what we've said that is of you will remain in the hearts and souls of all of our people, and anything that's not will be forgotten before they get out of here. But, Lord, it's time for us to step up and step into the role you're calling for us. Some this morning want to come and profess their faith in Christ. Some want to come and unite with our fellowship. Others want to come and just pray for what you're doing in our church family. Lord, this is your time. Be honored in our obedience. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Will you stand, please? Said leads us in this song. It's an invitation song for you to say yes to him. I'll be praying. You come right away. <laughs>